What's up? Welcome back to the Mentality Podcast. This show is probably best watched on YouTube, so head down to the show notes and watch this episode on YouTube. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. And other than that, let's get on with the show, baby. Welcome back to the Mentality Podcast, the most interesting podcast on the planet Earth. Is this ASMR or what are you doing? (laughs) Welcome back to the Mentality Podcast. My name is Ben. God, that is, uh, gives me the fucking shivers, man. What, me scratching my beard or what? (laughs) No, it's just- I I literally just scratched my beard into the microphone. I thankfully couldn't hear that because that might make me just fucking quit this entire thing. I bet bet it was picked up on the audio though, so have fun editing that. That that was the intro, by the way. I don't intend on doing anything more special than that. Yeah, welcome back. This is uh, episode three of uh, however many we're planning on doing first season. Three, probably. Yeah, probably three. And... Looks like uh, this week I can actually see Wolf, which is a huge development in the World of Mentality podcast, if you watched episode two on YouTube. And if you did, uh, God help you. It was my fault. I apologize. I said, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's never going to be fine. It'll be fine. Famous last words. Things never go well. There's always got to be something that goes wrong. And nine times out of ten, it's Ben's fault. Always. Pretty much always. Are you just like uh, browsing TikTok while you're doing the podcast or what? No, I'm, I'm looking at the episode script, but uh, for uh, just for the record, I want to make it clear that I'm not on TikTok. I never will be on TikTok. Um, I know this, I'm fairly certain this podcast has a TikTok, but... Uh, yeah, that's all my doing. Again, nine times out of ten, it's my fault. Yeah, uh, the, nothing to do with me. Uh, you'll never find me on that app. You will see him, but you will not find him. You'll see me. We'll have like millions of followers, and he literally won't even know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was listening to Son of a Boy Dad today. Oh, yeah. And uh, I realized that we have a lot more in common with that podcast than we care to admit. What, we're both degenerates? Both degenerates. Both have way too much to say. Both try really hard to be funny, but we're just simply not. Uh, speak for yourself on that last. One. Actually, they're pretty. They're they're funny. They're funny. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you Why don't you tell me the story about uh, wanting to quit your job and move into a studio? I mean, that's completely off script, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> you gotta You gotta try things out. Besides. So, so should I just delete this entire thing? Like, can we just say fuck it and you know we're abandoning the entire concept of this episode? I support it. I mean, I don't know who writes it. It's certainly not me. Yeah, we have a very small but dedicated staff of writers and i imagine they're at home ripping their hair out right now as i rip my hair out so i'm the only writer <laughs> as ben rips his hair out, you better take a minute to fix that otherwise you're gonna be you're gonna have some you're gonna have a real jimmy neutron thing going on <laughs> the rest of this episode I, I honestly think that would sell you know what they say sex sells. got a blast got a blast <laughs> oh i thought you're gonna say got a, like you know what they say got a blast uh, that changed definitions really quickly right there so i think i've mentioned this in one of the first two episodes but um i i write music and play music and i've been working on an album for the last probably year and a half at least and i think my problem is is that i'm a bit of a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to these things like i've i've written and rewritten some of the same songs over and over and over and just haven't gotten to so yeah i've basically been working on an album for a year and a half and i'm not even done half the songs on the album 
but basically, yeah, I was saying to you just before we hit record on this thing here was that, um, I find that work lately is just really killing my creativity and that anytime I, anytime off I have from work, I never end up channeling into anything meaningful when it comes to that project. And I think the only way I'm really going to make any strides towards finishing that and achieving what I want to achieve with it is if I actually quit my job and focus all my energy on that, on that project. I promise this is related to the episode topic. I did ask this for a reason, but all right, I, I trust you. I, uh, famous last words. I asked that because I heard a few stories this week and, um, I read a book last year, which is like probably my favorite book. Russ's book talks about how he quit his job as like a pizza delivery guy when he was 18 and he just like lived on a buddy's couch who happened to own a studio in LA or some shit like that. And he just like grinded it out while he was doing that, which like reminded me exactly of what Wolf was saying. So I read that like last year, but I also heard a story this week about a guy on TikTok and I know I brought up TikTok and it also seemed unrelated, but I promise this all connects. I'm a mastermind of connecting things together. Oh, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see where this goes. His name's Ty Verdes. He had like a top, I think it was like a top 10 song uh, last year, a couple of them, but um, they blew up through TikTok while he was working at a Verizon store. He was literally singing bits of the song while he worked at a Verizon store. And I watched an interview with him this week and he was explaining like how he went through the process of writing and that he was literally living in a living room, just making music on the side while he worked at Verizon. It's like super interesting to see how like the mindsets kind of all connect together, but that leads to my next point, which is I think social media is kind of like dominating the, like what is the music industry lately. I don't know if you agree with that, but it's hard for me to say because I'm not super into like modern pop or rap or anything like any stuff that's really big right now. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm a hipster or anything, but most of the stuff that I'm into is like, you know, I'm a big fan of metal and I'm a big fan of like older I'm trying to think how to describe this, but like, I just don't listen to a lot of stuff that is like played on the radio very often. So I'm not big into like the culture of Billie Eilish and whoever's big right now. So I think you're probably right. I think it is really, I mean, we're kind of in the era of SoundCloud rappers and people making beats on the internet to get big. So you're probably right in that respect. But yeah, that's kind of part of my problem is that I'm not big in self-promotion i've never uploaded anything to soundcloud um pretty much the only exposure my music has ever gotten has been the couple songs i've sent you to use in your videos right 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 yeah i mean i don't know i find music really interesting it's the one thing one thing that's always interested me since before we were even friends is how artists can go from understanding they have talent to building an audience that supports them to like getting signed by record labels and stuff it's pretty interesting, but now, like, no one wants record labels. No, well, I mean, physical records are dying, basically. Music has gone from, al- like, record sales to CD sales to now it's all about streaming. Right. And artists make, from what I understand, artists make fuck all from streaming. So, basically, the only way now, really, to make money in the music industry is to tour. It's not really the same in the age of like Kiss and ACDC and Van Halen when they were selling millions of copies of albums and going platinum and multi-platinum and shit. Now it's basically like the only way I'm going to make any money doing this is if I tour and sell merch and ticket sales and all that stuff. Because streaming, I think I read that you make, they make like less than a cent per stream, something like that. It's a tenth of a cent. 
per stream. Tenth of a cent, yeah. So on Spotify, uh, title, which I don't remember who started title. I think it was like Jay Z or Jay Z, yeah. Um, they pay like I think it's a cent per. Yeah, but nobody fucking has title. Have you ever met anyone that has title? No, and that's exactly why. Like, as far as I understand, they almost went into business this year, and then the CEO of Twitter, Jack, bought title this year, and they're gonna do something with it. But I don't know, like. Making it as a musician is probably the most oversaturated thing. So, social media has helped from what I can see. Like, people have used it to grow, but it's so tough, so competitive. I can't imagine being in that position, so... Yeah, no, that's a good point you make with the oversaturation because it's it's very different making it in in the music industry now because making it in the past, in the era of, like, bands that went huge it was all a matter of timing basically like it was all a matter of getting seen by the right person at the right time or getting Mm -hmm. like knowing somebody whereas now same with podcasts i mean podcasts weren't a thing but like just getting big in general was a matter of being seen by the right person whereas now with the internet anybody can have their content seen by anybody you know, it's it's the easiest time ever to distribute things to a large audience like that. So, what, like you said, with the oversaturation of the market, you're, I feel like the odds of ever making it have gone from like a million to one to basically a billion to one now. Yeah, I also feel like a lot of the times, and even I was guilty of this for a while, it was like a competition. There's like a million people on SoundCloud, so it'll be harder to grow. Or, like, there's a million people trying to get noticed for podcasts, so it'll be harder to grow. But ultimately, like, if you have something to say, you have a story to tell, you have, like, music that people want to listen to, people are willing. And there's always an infinity infinity amount of things that people will consume. Like, some songs trend for five days, some songs trend for a year. But ultimately, someone listened to it and it had a platform for X, X amount of time. But I... uh when did you uh, when did you start on social media? When was like your my first foray into the world of uh, wasting time? Yeah, I was gonna say your social media virginity taken, but I don't think that really makes much sense. No, and that's yeah, that, that's uh, I'm glad we didn't use that one. Sounds like you're like talking to people on like chats online. When you when did be. you pop your social media cheery? Yeah, exactly. I believe it would have been Facebook when I was in grade eight. No, MySpace? No, I was never on MySpace. Shit. Wasn't MySpace big in like 05? Yeah, like 04, 05, 06 probably. Yeah, so we were we were like six or seven years old. I don't know what math you're doing, but I was eight in 2006 when I made my MySpace. I remember typing that in. In 2005? Six. Okay, yeah, in six you would have been, yeah, okay, whatever. But, um, so yeah, (laughs) that's not the question. Fucking Facebook would have been the first one for me. And that was because, um, everybody in my class had it and I was the only one that didn't. So it was just incessant, get a Facebook account, get a, you know, like, why don't you have a Facebook wolf? So eventually I was like, fine, fuck it. I'll make a Facebook account. And, um, looking back, honestly, I wish I never had, I wish I had never, ever gotten into social media at all because that kind of sent me off the deep end where I got a Twitter and an Instagram and all that stuff. I started with MySpace in 2006, which died really quickly. No one used it. And then I was kind of like, I don't know, we didn't really use anything, I guess. And then Facebook was huge. And I remember it was 2008 when I made a Facebook because 
that is the first year that I have posts that I get memories from. And let me tell you, I wish I could like set a filter to stop seeing memories from before 2012 because holy fuck, why did I have to be on Facebook in 2008? Yeah. I, I went back and deleted almost everything on my Facebook account. I don't know why I didn't just delete the entire account, but I deleted pretty much everything from that time because it was just a, just a complete myriad of like cringy tbh posts and all that stupid shit and it's just nobody that young needs to have a platform with a voice like that so no i i definitely uh, didn't i shouldn't have gotten it back then do you remember like uh when there was the facebook pages and stuff and you would like 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 a million facebook pages was that like something you were involved in yeah, I mean, I would, you know, you would like the Facebook pages of, like, your favorite musicians and sports teams and stuff, and, I mean, it's, I guess, the same thing as, like, following them on Twitter now, because Twitter is the only one that I still use regularly, I guess, not to really post anything, but the one that I actually check regularly, so, yeah, I remember that, like, liking all of... I remember specifically, though, there was, like, pages that had names that were, like, supposed to be relatable or whatever, and you'd, like, press like on the name of the page. Anyways... I followed like mm, so many yeah. pages and they posted such garbage content. And after a few years, like it's 2016, I'm 18 years old at this point, And I'm still seeing this garbage content that I saw when I was fucking eight and, uh, or 10, I guess. But like, oh, so annoying. I had to unfollow like 500 pages. It was really, really time consuming. What do you use now? Um, so the two that I predominantly use would be Twitter and Instagram. Uh, again, I very rarely ever post anything on either of these. Um, I guess Snapchat counts as one too, right? Yeah, it would. Aside from that, I do still have my Facebook account, but I never check it. Twitter I just like because it's basically where I get news from. Yeah. Instagram is just for watching stories. So basically all they do is like take time away that I should be channeling into other things in my life, like writing my album. Facebook is probably one of the biggest time wastes of my life because I hate it and I still spend so much time on it for no reason. Instagram, I used to love. Fucking hate it now. It's filled with so much stupidity. It's oversaturated. It's like built to make you buy things. And I strongly, strongly dislike it. Twitter, I find, is like a great tool to get information quickly like someone will tweet news before they write an article now so if you're on twitter you don't really need subscriptions to news services you can get that information like that and i very much so enjoy that about twitter but that's probably the only one i enjoy using now i'm like look at my screen time every now and then and i just fucking hate how much time i spend on social media because it's such a waste yeah no when they when they first introduced that screen time thing on uh on iphone dude i was mortified when i would see that like like constantly would have like eight hours a day on my phone it was just ridiculous what is it now um i can tell you what mine was from last week the week that i was at my cottage it was ridiculous how much it went down yeah because you have something to do well no because the whole point of being out there like i made a concerted effort to like not pick up my phone like i remember the sunday that i was there which was the first full day i was there i my screen time that day was 24 minutes hell yeah love to see it this week has been six hours and 56 minutes oh damn yours is higher than mine monday i spent nine hours and 40 minutes on my phone let me see let me see let me check mine actually so we have the updated information but also i want to quantify that by saying that 
it's not always me just sitting here checking Twitter. I listen to music so much during the day. That's fair. It's prob- it's, I have a feeling that at least three to four hours of it is just my phone sitting there with Spotify open. All right, well, I'm trying to find my screen time right now. So my daily average of this week is four hours and 39 minutes. I don't know how. I feel like I spend all fucking day on social media. How is that? You, you want to know the sad thing is that my daily average this week is six hours, 56 minutes. And it says that's, oh, I thought it said it was down 21% from last week. It's up 21%. Okay. Well, that's, that's better. I don't know what happened last week, but I remember one day it said I was on my phone for 18 hours and 54 minutes. And there's no way that's correct because that's impossible. It's like the entire time you're awake in a day. <laughs> Literally. So I remember looking at that like... I don't know what happened there. I must have either left my phone open and unlocked on something, but I was looking at that like, what the fuck? How did I spend 18 hours on my phone? There's no way. Some random weird day where you entirely forgot to lock your phone for 18 hours straight. Like just it sat on a table unlocked and you just somehow by fluke did not lock it all day. I guess because I mean, there's no way that I did that. I don't even think I was awake for 18 hours that day. My mom was off work last year. So if you're watching this mom, I'm sorry, I'm calling you out. But her screen time was like 13 hours a day. It was hilarious. (laughs) She had nothing to do. She's probably playing games a lot though, right? Yeah, like Candy Crush. Did you ever play those uh, Facebook games back in like 2010? Like Farmville and all that shit? No, because I didn't get Facebook until about 2012. So that was kind of after the after the time when those were popular. I definitely was guilty of playing a lot of games on my phone when I was younger. Like I remember Flappy Bird and all that shit, but uh and Angry Birds, obviously the the OG, but uh I, you know, it's I waste enough time on that thing as it is. I don't need to be like staring at a little 8-inch screen all the time. I'd rather stare at this 14-inch screen instead. Yeah, exactly. I I have two uh 20-inch screens that I st- spend most of my day. I literally spend like all day looking at screens. I literally was working today. I actually slept in today and got into work like 40 minutes late. That was not my proudest moment. But I uh, stared at screens for a, about eight hours, came home, instantly set up my phone for this call and my two monitors for this podcast. So now I have three screens I'm looking at. And uh, yeah, I just I probably am going to get radiation shit by the time I'm like, 25 grind doesn't stop yeah exactly i uh i was gonna say when did you get your first cell phone so my first phone would have been this flip phone that i shared with my mom probably when i started grade seven just because my parent that was like the first time i was going to school like a little bit further away from my house so they wanted me to have a phone with me for like emergencies um right the first phone phone that i got was i believe grade nine like an actual smartphone. It was a Samsung Galaxy Q. And that was one of those ones with like the slide out uh, QWERTY keyboards. Uh, And I fucking hated that thing. It was brutal. Like texting on that thing was so annoying. Man, my brother in seventh grade got a flip phone. And you would think, you know, first one in the family. You wouldn't understand this, I guess, because you're an only child, luckily. Only child, brother. I, uh, when the older sibling fucks something up, Everyone else has to pay for the fucking consequences. So my brother, in his wise age of 12 years old in seventh grade, got his first flip phone because, you know, they wanted him to be safe, make sure he he had the ability to stay in contact. And within about five days, he'd burned through every single one of his prepaid minutes for the month (laughs) and had called and bought 
a bunch of ringtones that had cost a fair bit of money from the account. So uh, that that about did it. Five days of my brother having a cell phone, and as a result, I didn't get my first phone till I was 15, and it was a 2000, like, Blackberry, like the oldest fucking thing you could see. Oh, yeah. All I could do was play Pong, um, and then eventually upgraded to another Blackberry, and finally got my first touchscreen phone with no plan till I was 18 and could pay for it myself. So, shout out to my brother for that. Yeah, brothers are the worst, man. I would know. Yeah, I'm sure you would. I'm sure. You're speaking from experience right there. Speaking from the heart. Yeah, speaking directly from the heart. Can't stand my fucking brother. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what, what phone, what, when was, like, how often do you update your phone? Do you do like every year you get a new one or like? So we used to have the company that my dad wor- used to work for before they uh, ceased operations. Uh, we would get like a deal through them. So like my phone bill ended up being a lot cheaper. So we were usually doing, I think it was like three year contracts at a time, something like that at the end of the last contract since that company ceased operations. And I'm pretty sure it's expired, but they've never said anything, I think because of COVID. Um, so I'm still waiting to see, cause I have an iPhone X right now and I'm waiting to see if I'm supposed to like go in to redo my plan because I'm pretty sure it's going to end up costing a lot more money to keep the amount of data and everything I have now. But no, normally it was about every three years or so because before this I had an iPhone 6S or the big one, whatever that was called. 6S Plus maybe. Um, When I first turned 18, I got one phone, then I got another phone, and then I've had this phone. This is in like September. It'll be four years I've had this phone which is, it's certainly starting to get pretty slow, but like, I just, I'm holding off as long as I possibly can because I just don't want to be giving into the like materialism where I need that new Apple chip every year to carry around in my pocket. I would love an iPhone 12 Pro Max, whatever, because, you know, great camera quality. It'll be great for my uh, TikTok followers. (laughs) I get like 100 views a video, so I mean, it really isn't that serious, but I, uh, I don't know. I feel like phones are just like, it's the same thing as social media. I just don't want to give in. I'm like holding off as long as I can. Yeah. Even I think about it similarly that phones are like social media in the sense that I almost wish I never got one because it's just, it, this fucking thing occupies so much of my time that like, I, I don't remember how I used to function when I had, when I didn't have one of these things in my pocket all the time right. to like, you know, I feel like it's made me worse at social interactions because if I'm ever like out somewhere by myself, I'm not comfortable unless I have my phone and I'm like even pretending that I'm doing something just so that people aren't staring at me like, what's that guy looking for? What's he doing? But I'm trying to make like a deliberate effort to not do that anymore. Oh man, for the three years I was in university, if I was ever looking for a new building and I got lost, I would right away go to the phone as like a defense mechanism just so that people didn't think that I was lost. <laughs> That's kind of Or funny. like, or like if I walk past the room, I would do like a fake, like take the phone out and then turn around and be like, ah, oh, I get it. Like, oh, I figured it out now. But like, yeah, this whole, this thing is just my fucking lifeline now and I hate it. I feel like I used to be really good about responding to texts and then my life got busy and now I'm like, okay, I have like 31 texts and I have like Instagram DMs and all these notifications. I'm like, I'll check it like in a couple hours, but somehow still my screen time is four hours a day, but I just, I hate opening it. Sorry, I love opening my phone, but I hate actually doing anything on it. I'm sure you've seen it a couple times. 
I'll just blatantly ignore our group chat for like eight hours and then suddenly I pop in for like 20 minutes. I never really think about it because I know that of the three of us, you're the biz- the three of us in the group chat, you're obviously the busiest because I mean, I work part time and our friend works like three hours a day and then you're the one that seems to never not be working. So not wrong. Not Would wrong. you consider yourself a workaholic? Uh, yeah, I've tried to be better about it. I try to like actually take time to relax on weekends now and I can, but yeah, no, I like find that I'm working constantly like personal projects, actual job, whatever. I just like am constantly doing something, which isn't good. It's not healthy. Yeah. But it's different for you in the sense that like your job and your personal projects, there's a complete overlap there. Yeah. It makes it worse. Like I don't come home and scan groceries in my free time. Yeah. But if you were making music for, I know it sounds wonderful at the moment, but if you're making music for 18 hours a day, you would go insane. Yeah. It's not good for your mental health to keep doing the same thing. So I kind of why the podcast is nice because I don't really do any on camera stuff anymore. Like record a YouTube video for like 20 minutes a week and then edit it for like 18 hours. But like being able to have conversation and do stuff like that is interesting. It's different. So I don't know how you're going to even respond to this question, but I love to note about social media stardom. In the event that this podcast were to take off and you had a bunch of people <coughs> DMing and responding to you on Twitter, how would you feel about that? Yeah, when we're all when we're both rich as fuck and like bigger than Joe Rogan. Um, Speaking of which, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. No, it isn't. Um, we're going to get a suit for that. Going to catch a case. Then Manscaped can sponsor us so we can pay for the suit. Have you noticed that like, you're trying to derail your answers until you just like say, yeah, no, I, I'd be, I love that. You know what, though? I've made a living, and by a living, I mean I've uh, spent a good chunk of my life saying things that are disruptful, and you know that. I mean, I, I often play a game with myself where I just try to think of what's the worst thing I could say or do. That is going to lead into our next topic perfectly, so I'll let you answer the question, but... What, do you want to just say fuck the question and go into the next no, one? No, no, no. How would you feel with social media just fucking ragging you on you constantly? This is just me uh, having an elaborate workaround and not wanting to answer the question. Um, <laughs> the other day I had uh, 25 porn bots add me on Snapchat in a 24-hour period approximately primo so i feel like it i feel like it would kind of be like that i feel like it would be a a minor annoyance but i know that like for people on instagram or on social media who are actually verified i think it's easier for them to like sort that shit out oh yeah like to stop getting dms from randoms and people who aren't verified so i mean if we ever got to the point where we would be that big i don't really think it would be that much of a problem but in the meantime i mean you know as long as people are cordial or as long as they're you know kind i don't really give a fuck if you want to send me a message bro you heard it here first haters not part of the mentality family (laughs) the mentality nation (laughs) all right stop looking at me like that i just wanted to watch you wallow in that because i i know as soon as you started you realized it was a failed bit i uh i don't even know where i was going with that but um Uh, yeah on instagram you can i have uh my account set up as a creator account and if i get a random dm from someone who is not someone i follow or follows people in my circle it goes immediately to my dm request so that led into my next point because you said you like to say things that are you know a little out there sometimes or think about what you could say you are sending things you are on your phone he's sending things in a group chat right now 
as we speak from Twitter. <laughs> I swear to God, I knew it. Can you include in that message that you're recording the podcast right now? We are literally 30 minutes into a recording. This will be great content. Just complete silence and me texting on the phone. This is like when a teacher gets really mad at you and they're like, sit in the corner for five minutes. We're halfway through recording episode three right now. Ben is pissed. Not wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it's a confession. It's a confession. Anyways, saying things that toe the line often leads to getting canceled. So, let's talk about cancel culture. You go ahead. I'll be in the group chat. The commitment levels are through the roof. Oh, fuck off. I'll scroll through TikTok at some point in this episode, I'm sure. My mom, not to throw my mom under the bus, but my mom will sit in the living room and watch TikToks at full volume for hours. Love it. I support the hustle. You said you like to tell the line. Cancel culture often results from when people tow the line. I don't know about that. I mean, you know, it's, I think they're more than towing the line. I don't think they can even see the line anymore. Well, when you've far, long since crossed the line, that's often when you're getting canceled. Mm-hmm. That sounds like I'm leading into an ad read or something. You've probably been canceled because you crossed the line. Introducing. You've been canceled. Need a new identity? Better call Saul. I'll burn your finger to paint fingerprints off. Uh, basically, like the way I see cancel culture, it's the way people are. It's the idea is to hold people accountable for making stupid decisions. But ultimately, I don't ever think it works because like two weeks later, the creator comes out and they make an apology video like, I'm sorry. I learned. I promise. I've thought about my own actions and realized that I'm a real piece of shit. But I'm not going to be a piece of shit anymore. Yeah, the thing that I find with a lot of those apologies is the way that I feel about it is they're never sorry about what they did. They're more sorry that they got caught, I think. The one that got me was there was that kid who got drafted by the Arizona Coyotes a couple of years ago. Might have been last year. And it came out that he had like bullied this kid when he was younger that was developmentally disabled. Oh, right. Yeah, do you remember this? Yes. Yeah, he did, like, really horrible shit to this kid, and it came out after he had been drafted, and basically the the mother of the kid who he bullied said that this guy, like, never made any effort to, like, even apologize for what he did. Typical. Yeah, so, like, the point, like, the Coyotes, um, to their credit, I don't think they knew about it beforehand. Uh, It's not like what happened this year with the uh, Montreal Canadiens drafting that kid who uh, had that incident in Sweden. I don't really know what was going on. I just knew that I'd heard his name for not good reasons. Because of COVID, he couldn't play junior hockey in North America. So he went to Sweden so he'd have a place to play. And he had a what I understand was a consensual sexual encounter over there, but photographed this girl without her permission and then like sent the pictures around to his teammates who then it got once. Cause once you've sent a picture, that's it. Like there's nothing you can control anymore. That picture can get sent around to, you know, millions of people. And even he was like, I don't think I deserve to be drafted this year for what I did. And then Montreal drafted him in the first round. Fucking unreal. They're not even really defending what they did. Like I saw an interview with their assistant GM where they asked him like, what was the thought process here? And he basically didn't even answer the question. He's like, what do you mean? From he was like, Can that. you elaborate on that question further? Like after sitting there, he just sat there for a minute, like, uh, yeah. Like know. obviously knows he did. Like, you guys know you, this was wrong. Like. <laughs> to your point, as far as I remember, 
some group in Arizona put that guy, I don't remember what his name was, in... It was like, Mitch something, I can't remember. But. but he was supposed to be leading an anti-bullying movement after that. Like, like literally weeks after that, he was put in a position that would, like, have him advocating against bullying. Yeah, well, the Coyotes ended up renouncing their selection of him at the draft, and he was kicked off his team at the University of North Dakota for that incident. Yeah. S- similar story, different ending was a few years ago um, when Andrew Shaw played for the Blackhawks. He got in trouble for, um, he called a referee a homophobic slur. And then when he came to Montreal and the NHL had partnered with You Can Play, which is a, a charity that's uh, involved in getting LGBTQ plus people involved in sport, uh, every NHL team had to have like a player representative for that charity and Montreal picked Andrew Shaw. Oof. That was his way of like, he said, I understand that what I did was wrong and I want to work to better myself. And I thought that this is a good opportunity to work with this charity. Getting canceled. Like, I, I honestly don't think that some people think, Oh, this guy should never make like, uh, never do what they do again, but it can often be a really good learning experience to take, take lessons. Like I'm going to use an example, Logan Paul, who I knew for a long time to be a real piece of shit. I've been very much so enjoying his content lately, and he's actually very interesting to watch. But he was a real fucking piece of shit when he filmed a dead body in a forest that is, like, well-known for being a suicide forest. But ultimately, he grew from it, learned he hired people that are going to guide him to make better choices, and, like canceling is never going to result in people ending their careers. I think it's like a naive expectation to think that that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I think what what it results in is that canceling is a very extreme reaction. Yeah. Uh, Extreme reactions, unfortunately, are usually met with extreme reactions. And that's why you have these people who are like so opposed to uh, cancel culture or whatever. That's why you had such such a division i believe i think in uh what happened in the united states uh, leading up to the last election is that you have these two opposite extremes that are fighting against each other um there's no middle ground anymore like it either is you know you're either canceled or you're not canceled i guess i really don't know what the opposite of canceled would be but but no it always has to be that like i feel like we had a discussion when we named this podcast because we named the podcast mentality because it's targeted to men and changing the conversation, changing your mentality. But it certainly does sound like that meninist account that was really popular a couple years ago for posting things that weren't exactly great. So ultimately, are we destined to get canceled one day? Maybe, who knows? But um, I believe that uh, getting canceled, if approached from the right mindset, can ultimately lead to you being a more responsible person. I know, like, in my life, making mistakes has ultimately led to me being better, and that is the same, provided you don't do something really fucked up. Yeah, provided you're not a sociopath. I mean, well, being a sociopath is okay. (laughs) Being a sociopath that does bad things, on the other hand. Yeah, well, that was, going back to your point, like when we named the podcast, that was my big fear with that name was that, right, our podcast is is aimed at discussions around men and men's mental health and everything, which is fine, but I felt like I didn't want the name to be alienating and I didn't want it to be for people to assume that it was going to be one of those meninist type things 
right. that was why we almost didn't pick that name. Like we almost were going to go with something else. Um, cause that's the thing is like, you know, there's been a big movement lately that we need to steer the conversation away from men being the leaders in society. And we need more of a female voice in politics and in leadership roles. And I agree with that. And that's why I didn't think I was, I was, I think even though I came up with the name, I was against using the name. I almost feel like it, it prevent, presents that opportunity because people who do believe that that's what the show is going to be about are met with a surprise that forces yeah, them to that, change their mindset, which is kind of why I like the name. Yeah. And that's what I would hope that they, that's what, what I hope somebody would take from this is that they wouldn't listen to this and think, oh, these are two arrogant, you know, toxic masculinity assholes, you know, more that I like to think that we're more of, I don't want to use the term modern men, but I think that's... We'll get canceled if we're not, so... Yeah, so, I mean, we'll leave that up to you guys. All right, so, uh, to kind of wrap up this episode, I wanted to have a little conversation about social media and uh, how how it affects us. Like, I don't know about you personally, I really haven't had much experience in um, being feeling like I need to compare myself to people on social media. I don't know why I've just never really felt uh, that way. Maybe when I was starting, maybe when I first was learning how to use them and seeing like other people's follower counts used to be a thing for me. Like I used to like, well, why does this person have 500 followers and why do I only have a hundred and or that sort of thing. And it was, but then very quickly I realized I'm like, this shit doesn't really matter. You know, I, this isn't something that I need to be occupying space in my head that much. So not that I really, and I also don't really post anything. So I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. I feel like the only thing it really does for me is FOMO. I get a lot of that when I'm on social media and there's people who are doing something that I want to be doing, but I'm not doing. So there's that. Sometimes there's people who have like lifestyles that I'm like jealous of, I guess, but I've never been jealous. I'm like, Oh, I wish I looked like that. I wish I had that. Just like, see people having fun i'm like fuck i would love to be having fun right now but especially during the lockdown when we were all stuck inside like i'd really love to fucking leave my house right now and people weren't able to so of i create enough realities in my own head that i don't need to be like wishing i was someone else or wishing i was doing something else that uh you know i have my own escapes at home that i will throw myself into if I ever find myself in that position. But I try to not, I try never to be, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself in the last little while and I'm trying to be more happy with who I am as a person and my life in general. So probably a healthier way of being. I, um, I think also social media can be used for good things. There's people who like to flex on social media to look good. And that ultimately does create those problems in people's heads, which is why screen time is such a problem and something that people should be reducing often. But I feel like overall, um, if you follow the right people, you surround yourself with content that you actually enjoy or it makes your makes you think, makes your mind move, whatever, stuff like that, it can be a really great thing to use. But when you start to spend a lot of time just watching content from people who promote like negativity or stuff like that, that can also be a huge thing that creates that problem. Yeah, like I definitely wish I would have been more active with the block function earlier in my time with these apps because mm-hmm. you know, I have enough I have enough aggravation in my daily life that I don't need to, you know, go on Twitter or whatever it is and see stuff that I know is going to bother me, so I just 
you know, if I find, if I ever find something in my timeline that shouldn't be there and it keeps showing up or something, I just block or mute or any of the above. And, you know, I, I think one of the, the best, or not the best, I don't want to, eh, the best advice that I ever got with social media was like, you create, you curate your, what you follow. So be mindful of that. Like be mindful of who and what you're following because that's what's going to show up in your feed. That's a really good point. Just try to be mindful of who I'm following and why I'm following them. Yeah, I, I went through last year and really purged a lot of the people I follow on Instagram because I was seeing a lot of stuff that just was mindless content or I'd compare myself as like a the, in terms of skills with other people, which isn't something I normally do, but... Um, I was very conscious of how things made me feel and I would get rid of things that I didn't want to see anymore and it made my experience a lot better but um, it's good to regularly do. Over time it just gets flooded again and um, I found that when I did that it also made me less like um, it made me more inclined to use my phone and to look at social media but it made me feel less like I needed to because I was getting content that I actually wanted to see really quickly and I wasn't like searching to find something good before I closed my phone. Ultimately, it is what it, you make it. And uh, if you follow the Mentality Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and uh, TikTok, it's the only way that you're going to get positive content. Block everybody else. All right. That, I, think, I think that about wraps it. I think uh, we got to get this, uh, you know, really quickly cut off and put on social media so we can contribute to the noise. So, Yeah, man. I'm all about that noise. Now they're going to say, send it, like you said you were going to say. Oh, I thought you were going to, th I thought you would think I was going to say I'm all about the downforce. I don't think that's fitting. I don't think that's fitting. If you know me, you know that I'm, I'm all about, guy I, I'm all, no, I'm, no, no, I'm all about downforce. That's, I got, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. I'm Did you know that an downforce. F1 car can drive upside down? Anyways, follow the Mentality Podcast on YouTube if you're listening to the audio version, if you're listening do it on youtube you've made the right choice make sure you subscribe if you're watching on tiktok delete tiktok do not do not follow us please we really need it but if you're uh, watching on youtube make sure you subscribe turn on notifications and comment down below share with your friends all that fun stuff and uh yeah until next week say something nice to them wolf just like send them off with a nice little parting gift yeah i hope everyone has a good week and if uh if life ever gets tough just remember it's all a simulation none of it matters anyway Fuck. Until next week, goodbye.